The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Welcome back to This Day in History class, where we reveal a new piece of history every day. Today is March 20th, 2019. The day was March 20th, 1928. Fred McFeely Rogers was born in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. He would go on to become a minister, composer, producer, and writer. But Rogers was best known as the soft-spoken, neighborly host of the children's television show, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. His work on the show and as an advocate for educational television would earn him a Presidential Medal of Freedom, a Peabody Award, and a spot in the Television Hall of Fame. Fred's mother, Nancy Rogers, did hospital volunteer work, His father, James, was president of the McFeely Brick Company. Fred liked Latrobe, and he would later base his television neighborhood on the city. But as a child, he was introverted, isolated, and teased for being overweight. His asthma was so severe that he was often stuck inside the house. But by the time he got to high school, he was more outgoing. After graduating, he attended Dartmouth College for a bit, then transferred to Rollins College in Winter Park, Florida, where he got his bachelor's degree in music composition in 1951. When he graduated, he started working at NBC in New York as an assistant producer, then as a floor director. In 1952, he married his wife, Joanne Byrd. 
and in 1953, he headed back to Pennsylvania to work as a program developer for the public television station WQED in Pittsburgh. It was there that he started producing The Children's Corner, a live, daily, hour-long program on which he worked as a puppeteer, organist, and composer. The puppet characters that he created for this show, like King Friday, Henrietta, and Daniel the Striped Tiger, would live on in his later work. While at WQED, Rogers graduated from the Pittsburgh Theological Seminary and was ordained as a Presbyterian minister. He also attended the University of Pittsburgh's Graduate School of Child Development, where he began working with child psychologist Margaret McFarland, which turned into a lifelong friendship and professional relationship. But his first foray in front of the camera came in 1963, when he developed a children's program called Mr. Rogers for the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation in Toronto and took the helm as host. Rogers took the 15-minute show with him when he went back to WQED in 1966, where the show became Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. A couple of years later, National Education Television began distributing the show nationally. And finally, in 1970, it reached its final form as Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood on PBS, where it ran for more than 900 episodes. The show was pretty simple. It was a half-hour children's program aimed at preschool ages that featured Rogers as the kind, warm host with two main locations, Mr. Rogers' house and the neighborhood of make-believe. He would have conversations with viewers, take field trips, and demonstrate how objects work. The show wasn't as flashy or fast-paced as other children's programs began becoming over the years it was on air. And it taught children lessons about fear, anger, death, divorce, empathy, and even heavy social issues like war and racism. The show grew a huge and enthusiastic fan base before it ended in 2001. There were instances behind the scenes where Rogers seemed to lean toward controlling, like the time he wanted a reshoot because popcorn spilled over and could scare the kids watching. But authenticity and honesty were character traits that he spoke highly of. He once told Newsweek, One of the greatest gifts you can give anybody is the gift of your honest self. I also believe that kids can spot a phony a mile away. Rogers was a Republican and a Christian, but he never really talked about his religious or political views on air. However, he was vocal about the value of social and emotional education for kids. He once said the following, Anything that we can do to help foster the intellect and spirit and emotional growth of our fellow human beings, that is our job. Those of us who have this particular vision must continue against all odds. Life is for service. So his dedication to children's education extended beyond Mr. Rogers' neighborhood and the television screen. In 1969, he testified before the U.S. Senate Subcommittee on Communications in support of quality children's television and funding for PBS and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. After the hearing, PBS did get a lot of additional federal money. And after 9-11, Rogers put out PSAs on how parents can talk about tragedies with their children. For a short time, 
Rogers hosted an interview show for adults on PBS. And he wrote hundreds of songs and wrote many books for children and adults. But the name Mr. Rogers is synonymous with children's television. His marriage of personal values with academic integrity left a significant impression on educational media and American culture. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. And if you're interested in learning more about Fred Rogers' life and everything that he was into, you should check out the documentary, Won't You Be My Neighbor, that came out in 2018. But be prepared because it is a tearjerker and a huge heartwarmer. If there's something that I missed in an episode, you can share it with everybody else on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Podcast. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you come back tomorrow for more delicious morsels of history. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 